Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode Ooh. 778, the yawning edition. Ben Askren, yawning. already yawning. 8.17 yawn. in the morning. He's ready for bed. I'm Christian Piles. I'm joined by the revolution himself in his Prince shirt, James Dean Raider. Shane Sparks, keeping it cash, no buttons, and a hat today. My gracious. Just mailing Whoa. it in, Shane. Mailing it in. <laughs> Old school Atlanta Braves hat. Opening uh, opening week in baseball, or almost the opening week of baseball. So Braves off to a 3-3 three and three start. The reigning champs. So yeah. I haven't seen the Braves play a game all year. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, me either. But what is uh that's the old Atlanta Braves? Yeah. Yep. One of the yeah. older, you know, logos. Yeah, it looks like probably. a like a Masonic symbol or something. Yeah, I, I do not recognize is. that. Wait, put your head down a little more. What is that? Oh, it's the tip yeah, of a spear. Sure. It's the tip of a spear. You think so? Yes. But a real How quick music sure? note. Is that Uh-oh. is that really a Prince shirt, JD? It yeah, is. Uh oh. Biggest me... regret of my life was not seeing Prince musically. I mean, that was number <laughs> one in my bucket list. Number one. From a music standpoint, number one on my list. Never saw him. Now number one on my bucket list is Pearl Jam. Got to get that done. Oh, yeah. But luckily, you'll be happy to know I did I did check off the Lionel Richie box a couple summers ago. So <laughs> Thank I'm goodness. Good. Yeah, I was worried about that check one, off Shane. that Lionel Richie box. <laughs> if you didn't hear him saying hello saying? in person, even... Oh, he's got so many, Ben. I don't Just even Google know. Lionel Richie and you'll, you'll, be, you'll love him. Uh, honestly, you I guys mean... are kindred spirits in hair, Ben. Um Look at this. Got, look at this. It's just yeah. such, I wake up and it's just freaking awesome like this. Look, you can see. I want to see something funny. I do. You want to see this, guys? Yes. You we can do. actually see it today. I don't know if you're picking up on it. Uh-huh. So I got this curl right here. Yeah. Right. It's a widow's peak, and it curls, and it goes right in front of my nose. It drives me when it's sweaty, you know. And it drives me freaking crazy. So I cut that that one curl. I cut it off, <laughs> and usually you can't see it. I was about to say. It doesn't look like that curl could reach it to your nose, but it okay. I get it. You yeah, no, it. it goes it goes right between my eyes when it gets sweaty, and then yeah, and so I, I hate it and I cut it off. I used to shave my widow's peak. Ah. I got one too, and I would literally shave it, you know, that much. But wow, yeah, gotta, I get gotta, it. I, gotta keep I it out it. the eyes. Yep. Jeez. I just get haircuts. Uh, you, guys had, <laughs> you guys have had to go to tremendous lengths to maintain it. But two legendary hairs uh, uh, in the game of wrestling. So, you know, who's who's to say? Um, okay, classic clickbait JD title here. NIL collectives are going to change the landscape of college athletics. Now, have you guys read up on the collectives? The NIL collective, these I- are different... Sort of thing, JD. Um, you're bullish on them. Why don't you? Can you give a quick cliff notes on what they are? How they're kind of different from the other NIL stuff we've been talking about? Well, it's a way for fans or alumni to literally set up funds for a university of their choice, and they can donate to, and it will. That fund is for athletes for NIL deals. They get in in return for donating. They get, you know, autographs or memorabilia, memorabilia or something like that. So there is an exchange, um, so to say. But yeah, universities are literally just right. setting up fun, or universities are not setting them up, but alumni really? and fans, yes, are sort 
setting up these funds. It that seems are like another misuse of an NIL because an NIL name, image, and likeness is to use someone's name, image, and or likeness for a company to promote themselves, to bring business into their company. This uh, a collective is not a company in any way, shape, or form. So, well, I, I would say, Ben, the counter to that is if if you're signing autographs, that is. Uh, that was kind of one of the primary examples of the things they were permitted to do in the past that people were like, wait, you can't make money off sure. signing an autograph? Like Johnny Manziel, I think, got in trouble. For yeah, that. yeah, I got you. I remember. Amongst others. So, amongst amongst many others. And I would say that that would, it is kind of, a, it's an exchange of services, whatever, for, for money. I think that makes sense. Uh, various memorabilia. Um I'm glad JD got that out of the way. So I, I had to. So I thought about it's how a tricky you, one. It's a tough one. Um, I don't know if I would have got it the first crack. So the the thing is, these are popping up a little bit in wrestling. There's ten schools with wrestling that have collectives, but only a handful of them actually have the funds set up for the ro- wrestling program. One of them is Uh-oh. Penn State. <laughs> And they actually, David Taylor is like a, uh, was he considered a sponsor? What is it? Uh, his, his, his role within it. He's on like the advisory board or whatever for, for Penn State. UVA has one, shout out. And uh, West Virginia, the Country Roads Trust. Um, Bracky definitely set it up. Definitely the brainchild of Kyle Bracky, or, or so we'll claim. Should be it definitely seems, though, um, as uh, this, this seems to me as I, as I read it, uh, as definitely something that, hmm. you know, when you set up rules, sometimes you're not going to realize all the outcomes of, of said mm-hmm. rules. And so like, you know, I feel like a, an athlete selling a t-shirt or an autograph on the open market um, is outstanding. Great. Right. I, I freaking love it. I love that they're able to do it. I think they've always should have been able to do it and they couldn't. Um, but this feels like, Let's put some money together so we get the best athletes or or what or keep the best athletes. And then we have to have something in exchange for that. So what are we gonna have in exchange for that? Well, let's do autographs and t-shirts and some other crap. We don't really want all that bad. So you can get the t-shirt and the autograph package for twenty thousand dollars. Twenty right? autographs and two t-shirts for twenty-five grand. What? That's I mean, where what? going, that's right? St- I mean yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I, I see what you're saying. Um, it and is. I, gonna... So I know. Uh, sorry. No, you go. go. No, you please. Right. Well, I, I was. I've been thinking a lot about this because I mean, you know, like I think someone asked a question, like, "What's the easy cleanup for this?" And because you know, you could say, "Well, it has to be say a real business operating a real profit that's going to actually pay an athlete who's going to bring in some revenue," which is what we are. You know, that's what it should it should be doing. Um, but there's not really any way to police that, like, because I've had plenty of businesses sponsor me, and especially in the early day of, days of MMA, these dudes were throwing out numbers, and like most of them businesses went under. Like probably I don't know seven out of ten businesses that sponsored me, like they didn't make it. Right, they were throwing a bunch of money at it, hoping that they were going to make it big. They didn't. They went bankrupt. They're gone. You know, so it's like it's going to be super hard to police. Uh, I would say almost impossible, or not worth the NCAA's time. It's absolutely going to be impossible to police. Yeah. Um, but don't you at least have to try to? You have to pretend. I mean, <laughs> you have to pretend. I mean, I might be way oversimplifying this, and it's probably been said a million times because I'm not, I'm not that smart, quite frankly, in this stuff. But there's got to be like a sal- – it's basically like a cap, right? 
You, you can have you can have NIL deals, but there's got to be some kind of cap. There has to be. I don't think um, so. You mean a, a cap per athlete or a cap? No, per I, team I, I or think it's almost, I mean, I would almost use it like a. I'll use the salary cap example in football, like to make it real simple. Like you have X amount of money that you can raise. Like you can, I mean, maybe I don't know what the number is. Whatever the number is, there's a cap, and then you're able to distribute that within your organization. In this case, your team. There, there's got to be some kind of there's got to be some kind of level set here, or this is this is at least. But my Shane, do you want to set it per athlete or per team or like per how team. we try per, per team? Because if you do it per athlete, that doesn't solve anything. Yeah, it's got to yeah. be per team. But there's, yeah. I, I just think there's got to be some kind of you at least have to try to regulate this in, in some way, shape, or form. Or this, in my opinion, because I've been thinking about this a little bit. And I think it was last week or the week before we talked about it, like, oh, all about the athletes getting paid and this and that. The more I think about this, uh, I'm not a fan of the NIL stuff. Not a fan of it. Really? And I know all their, the, the guys should be getting paid. You know what, guys? Again, this is just maybe it's old man, get off my lawn. Some, sometimes life's not fair. You're going to college, you're, you're getting an education. Like, you, you can't, not everything works out perfect all the time. Oh, I hate this, this take. This, this NIL stuff, if it if this NIL stuff keeps trending the way it is right now, you, you can't tell me this is good for wrestling or college athletics. You just can't. Or I'd love to hear it why you think it would, because I think it's got disaster written all over it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's there's definitely potential for that. But when you think of I uh, so I think of as an athlete's perspective, athletes are being taken advantage of, especially for, for wrestling specifically, their prime years of their most value is during college. Well, and so hold why on there. why what? I mean, that is true, but if the only reason they have value is because they're affiliated with a college, are they actually? Um, because why? Yes, how come it, when yes. Zane Rutherford graduates, he's it's it things change? How come when this with Spencer is never maybe his earning potential is best when he's at Iowa? Well, what's the yeah. variable? Iowa, of course. Okay. Yeah, no, 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 no doubt that, that. I mean, and so that's why I would, I would shouldn't say 100 percent of profit should go to the athletes, right? But the athletes should get to make a little bit of it. It shouldn't be zero athletes, 100 percent the university. I mean, and that's with any large bureaucratic organization, whether it's the NCA, these large institutions, the IOC. I mean, I, listen, the Olympics was all amateur for many years, and we all thought, holy shit, that's stupid. That is so dumb. Yeah. And then now it's not, and you know. It, the, the Olympics has found a way to make it work. No one's like, oh my God, I can't believe these Olympic athletes are actually getting paid. Nobody says that, right? No, no. Um, so we need, obviously need to just make a, be able to make a functional system for the NCA. And yes, is it going to have some kinks as we work it out? Of, of course, right? But if we're smart and we work at it, I'm sure we can come up with a good solution. Yeah, make it some kind of cap. I mean, you guys, that's what I think. And then, and then you can distribute the funds within your organization and Got to figure yeah. it out. But you can't just I, have a free for all where there's no, hey, yeah. any athlete can get whatever they want. So you'll, you know, it's going to be the same schools with all the money. And, yeah. and there's not a lot of those. Yeah. Obviously, the, in the Olympic situation for, for schools for America, because that's probably what we care about, we're not really about worried about one team winning more, right? It's just like whoever makes a team makes a team. And we don't care. I, you know, I love that. For example, we talk about wrestling all the time. These wrestlers are compensated fairly well, whereas even 15 years ago, guys weren't sticking around as long because they were they were so poor, they weren't making any money. And now we have a lot of guys who are making like uh, de decent livings and they stick around and wrestle, and that's a really good thing. But we're not worried about like, oh my gosh, Iowa got 
another guy because they have a huge NIL deal or or potential, right? Something we're hearing. And the Olympic level is not worried about that at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm curious what the, you know, what's the, what's the main difference there, right? It's a um, team thing, right? It's, it's, yeah. it's everyone, every, every single person right now is worried about how this NIL is going to affect their own team. Right. And it's really funny because currently everyone's scared about what's going to happen. So if you think about it, um, it's going to be a net zero, right? Meaning some teams are going to probably benefit from it. Some teams are going to get hurt from it. And some teams are probably going to have little to no effect from it. Mm -hmm. Right. It will be a total net zero. There's still going to be a first through 10th place at NCAAs. Um, but I think at this point, everybody's scared it's going to hurt their team. Right, Penn State's scared to hurt their team. Iowa's scared it's going to hurt their team. Obviously, the smaller schools are probably more correct in being fearful. That's probably going to hurt them the most. Um, I would get. I don't know for sure. I would guess that to be the case, right? Um, but everyone is scared right now, and there's no one like, yes, we're going to kill it in this. Maybe, maybe Iowa. That would be it. Yeah, I wonder. Um, part of me is is sort of thinks like Shane, like man is. What is this? And I, and I talked to coaches and coach, you know, Coach Pendleton and other coaches that are really nervous about the impact of NIL on the overall health of college wrestling. And then, yeah. and I think about the other side of like, man, I feel like I hear about these these uh, boogeymen, college wrestling destroyers all the time. Like, there's always these things that are propped up as things that are going to be like the beginning of the end of college wrestling. And I'm not, sh I'm not so sure about it. Um, I'm not sure it's that it's that bleak, but. Um, yeah. I'm not I'm not around academia or these programs enough to really understand that to know fully the conversations. That's why I talk to people about it. Mm -hmm. But I'm not there where I, where I think this is going to be some signal some sort of demise of college wrestling. Um, I think yeah. it's gonna my 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 thought is the first year or two is going to be calamity, and yeah. the the everyone's going to sort of learn a lot, and then the screws will get put to different aspects of it. And then maybe we get yeah. a little more shape to it to where like it's right the NIL now. Collectives. Like a collective, um, collectives are a good example of it. Um, so I, I think there is going to be some things to, to clean up. Like there's going to be, a, have to be some sort of a trackable transfer of you are getting money for this service, right? Not yeah. the service of wrestling for this school. And it's yeah. gonna it's gonna have to get more. It should be reported on in in some way. Do you think it should be made public? I don't know, man. Should ever should? Well, the the Probably one not. the one counter. A lot of these are public universities, right? So there's um, some aren't. Some yeah. aren't. But Penn some, State famously is, does not make their stuff public. Right. Um, so huh. for with that example, I would say probably not. The private institutions yeah. are, are private. I think. I do think that like but also personal like, finances are like a sort of a private thing in in general yes. unless you're like you know running I, for I office agree. or something like what, that. What do you what do you guys all make? <laughs> <laughs> Doing what? I'm uh, just yeah. <laughs> well, Ben was talking about getting a private jet sometime. Yeah, he's soon, he's so. talking about I think we're on, I got, I think I we're on a little different it. levels. Current state of crypto, I got a little little bit of ways to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're on that southwest. <laughs> Southwest is too expensive these days. Southwest. All dude, these airlines. They're, flying they're, is nuts right now. Everyone is getting dude, delayed. It's bad. It's bad. You know what Southwest does? They're pissing me off. I'm about to stop flying them. They Ooh. do this gimmick. They've done it three times. Two to me and then one to, for a book for somebody else. They delay you on purpose. 
No, 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 no. You buy, you buy the direct, and then they do this gimmick where they test you a new flight, and it's, it has a stop in it. It's like, no, 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 I don't want to stop. I want to fly direct. I bought an effing direct flight. This is crap. It's so annoying. That happened, yeah, something like that really? happened to me, too. I think United, which, you know, I don't like United, okay. but sometimes it's like you get that sweet direct. You just, you just got to go for it, yeah. right? And uh, yes, they, they've done direct. that, too. So I don't think it's just yeah. Southwest, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. I like Delta. Uh, I think Delta's the... Yeah, <laughs> Delta's the fastball, I think, too. Yeah. Shane, you fly a lot. You would know. Shane, yeah. speaking of fastball, are you doing some baseball commentary? I just did two games. So, Uh-oh. yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Different. Different. Who, Big Ten Network? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it did... Uh, All right. Northwestern Indiana week and a half ago, and then last Saturday did Nebraska Rutgers. So it was a lot of fun. Different. Okay. It's baseball is so different because like there's such an there's so much time filling with just like the it's it's a it's yeah. so it's a completely different thing and even i would say the bigger challenge is the first game i did was in chicago in a studio off oh. monitors oh, we do a lot of geez. wrestling like that and i gotta tell you i i think in a lot of ways it's easier which is surprising I went to Nebraska. The monitor was there in person. It's a little bit different. You have to get used to it. And I haven't done enough of it when you're kind of paying attention to, you know, pick, watching the monitor. Maybe then you hear the ball, you know, crack of the bat. And then you're up, you know, trying to locate the ball. And it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. But, yeah, I love baseball. I've always said uh, – I've said this a million times. For me, wrestling is the best sport and baseball is the best game. Just a great uh, – just a uh-huh. great game. Checks all the boxes. Those two sports for me check all the boxes. And I love NFL. But uh, yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. Well, that's cool. When's your next gig? I got one more. One more uh, Sunday. I think it's April 29th, I think it is. Afternoon, Sunday afternoon in, out of Chicago. Uh, nice. Northwestern Michigan State, maybe. I can't I can't remember. It's. I, I will say this. Uh, you know, you do Big Ten wrestling is premier conference. Big Ten baseball, not as much. But you give me a baseball game with a pair of teams that are zero and twenty, and I'll be, I'll treat it like the seventh game of the World Series. I just huh. really, I, I, I really do because I was thinking about that. I'm like, I've done one versus two in college wrestling a bunch of times, and I'm super jacked up for it. I can tell you, I got the same. I, I think I just use. Yeah, I'm just thankful to do it. I mean, just being able to do it. I would say. On, on Saturday, I made that drive from the hotel to the baseball stadium, uh, Hawks Field, Haymarket Park in, in Lincoln, Nebraska. Mm. That ride was 10 minutes long. It was probably one of the coolest 10 minutes of my life, I would say. It was just such a cool feeling to get in the car and drive to a ballpark. Like, cool feeling. Cool feeling. Nice. Well, that's cool. Well, everyone tune in. Blow up the ratings for the Northwestern Michigan State <laughs> baseball game. They're like, what's going on? Why are so many people you, watching this? Real quick, real quick, Big Ten baseball, shout out to Rutgers. I mean, Rutgers right now is they, – they're tops in the Big Ten. They're up to their best start in program history. Those guys can hit. And they're all about 6'2", 225. Nice. But they can hit. So Rutgers baseball is on fire right now. It's fantastic. Hey, when – Shane's going Thursday on Flow Baseball Radio Live, right? Flow Baseball Radio Live, that's right. (laughs) I'll tell you what, I love – it's funny you bring that up because obviously I'm on the sales side of things for Flow and we talk about baseball a lot and I'm always sitting there like, man, I I love it. I love baseball. Baseball, wrestling too. 
But man, baseball is just a different kind of feeling for me. There's something something about it. The uh, yeah, I love it. All right, off baseball. We gotta go. <laughs> We're talking about wrestling. Too much. We've already done. This is our yearly quota of baseball, Christian. I don't talk about baseball no more. Do you hey. like <laughs> Ben, right? I was I was I like I enjoyed baseball growing up and then now I just watch wrestling and uh fighting and Bitcoin and that's did it. you ever throw at the first pitch at the brewer game? I did one time. Yeah. Cool was that? It was good. Was it a strike? <laughs> I threw a strike. I think it was close, you know. Close I, I, I I did I didn't throw a fastball because I didn't want you know, You went throw splitter. A... That was I remember you throwing was a nice and, nasty. You know, I, yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh. All right. All right, let's uh, we'll keep it moving. I don't know where we were. Oh, collectives. The end, oh, we were talking about the end of college wrestling as we know it, and it's uh, it's impending doom. Um, impending doom. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. Fire Shapiro to Cornell. We actually just brought him up yesterday. So we're talking about the Journeyman World Classic. I like that you guys are live updating your recruiting rankings too. That's pretty cool. Yes. Um, you kind of poo pooed that when you first saw it. Oh, he unpooped it. You were like, what's going on? Already recruiting class rankings? Now you understand? It's kind of cool. Shoots Cornell yeah. right up there. So, Meyer, be, I mean, and I'm told it's Shapiro. Shapiro? Yes. yes. I, okay. I don't. All right. His own. I Yeah, I don't understand. I've known this okay. last name for forever, but it's been pronounced. Uh, it's Shapiro in Meyer's. You've got a real quick you don't know last name. You've got a real Here's another one, last name. I'll give you a, make this real quick. Ohio State, I love what they do. Minnesota does it. Ohio State does it. Those two come to mind. On their website, when you go to the bios, mm-hmm. they have the kids say their name and where they're from. And uh, Carson Harchlaw from Ohio State is yeah. on his bio, and he goes, Carson Harchlaw. I was getting, you know, social media. People are on my case going, now that he, when he beat Marinelli, now that he's won a couple big matches, can you finally get his name right? I just sent the link to the guy. I'm like, you got a problem with his name? Take it up with him. Yeah. <laughs> Fight him. Yeah. <laughs> Shane, you read your mentions too much. You need, you need to take the Skip Bayless approach. He doesn't read his oh. mentions. I saw you were go- going after Skip Bayless. <laughs> I responded to Skip twice in the last 12 hours, and I'm upset with myself that he sucks me in. Every Skip Bayless take, and I love Skip. I love him. But every single take he has has the word if in it. Well, you, you, you're applied to oh, one from 2017. <laughs> I didn't even know that. 2017. If, that if, is if, hilarious. If. I do not remember tweeting that for uh, – I couldn't remember that to save my life, but that is that is one of my best tweets ever. If, if, <laughs> so if, if, many if, ifs. If, 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 if. I hate it. I hate the word. Take two words out of the English language. Boy, if wait. and how did we get a Shane Sparks tweet from 2017? Can someone tell me that? Because Tyler's, Tyler's a legend. Tyler's a Tyler, legend. That is impressive. Keep Tyler, pipe into this show right now and tell me how you got that up there. I've been trying to get Tyler. All right, I'm live on the air. I oh. uh, searched. I literally just searched uh, Shane's Twitter, added Skip Bayless to the end, and there's dozens and dozens and dozens of tweets. <laughs> this, was the most, this is the most noticeable one. I love him. I think he's awesome. He sucks us all in, but it's it, it's always if 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 if. I just it's amazing to me how you can have that much success when you're talking he, hypotheticals, bro. bro. He's got you, Shane. He has you wrapped around his finger. Oh. Like right now, you're getting worked up about Skip Bayless. Oh, yeah, Skip. I'm getting a lather. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Skip, Skip is on. loving Skip. it all the way to Skip. 
Um, Tyler's, oh. Tyler's such a legend to find that tweet that fast. Tyler, that's impressive. He's a legend. We got to keep him away from Rogan because he'll be the new Jamie because he can find everything there you go. very fast. So Shapiro is, is a great get for sure for, for Cornell. I didn't, I didn't know this was coming so soon. Um, obviously, the, uh, the Shapiro and Yanni um, bromance. Shapiro bromancing? Not nah, nah, bromance, you know. But he obviously really looks up to Yanni, and I think they've trained together. And I okay. think that was probably a big uh, – yeah, that's probably a big pull for him as well. Obviously, both guys have freestyle. He's a big freestyle guy. Sorry, Shane. He likes winning okay. little titles and stuff like that. But it's a good get. And, you know, I, I didn't know he was a Cornell lean. I figured he was a, a just kind of a Big Ten bound guy. So great get for, for Cornell. Anything else to add on this? Um, yeah, I got something. I got something else to add here. Please add. Um, uh, are we going to do Shapiro versus Chittum at who's number one next year or what? We were. That's funny. We were talking about that. Uh, talking about that last week. Yeah, we definitely should, shouldn't we? Yeah, we should. Need them at the um, same weight class. That's those are two savages. Yeah, they're, they they're they tough. will let it fly. Um, and my other comment is, I I want to say you said this already, Christian, but mm. um, as you're looking at the board of of 2023, and we are in the spring of their, their that class is junior year. It is pretty amazing how many of them are already spoken for. I mean, we're talking um, oh, yeah. 75% of the top 50 or something like that. It's, it's freaking crazy to me. And then, you know, I, I so part of me thinks like how many of these will actually change, right? Because they have 18 months roughly until an actual uh, signature type commitment will happen. Um, Is it 18 months? Yeah. Uh, oh, no, you're right. It's only seven months because yeah, it's next in year. November. Oh, yeah. All right, never mind. Well, I'm way off. But to to your point, was, Ben, it, yeah. it a lot of these guys are are already off the board. The entire top six is gone. Sixteen of the top twenty are off the board. The biggest uh, recruits available: Jim Mullen, who's a heavyweight from New Jersey. Big Jim, we love him. But he's a guy who might play football. He's a very very good football player uh, for St. Joe's. Uh, Mark Anthony McGowan, probably not D1 football bound. Uh, <laughs> smaller guy. Nico Ruiz is the number 12, and then number 20, Hayden Walters of Oregon. Those are the only top 20s available. Crazy, um, right? Very crazy. A lot of these guys already gone. And, yeah, what a – and, and you know, the only top 10 guy may not even wrestle, right? He may be a, yeah. may be a football player, mm-hmm. which you couldn't blame him there. So, um it gets you got to get on these kids early, 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 or they're they're out the freaking door. Which is probably why you see some of these like freshman, sophomore type yeah, commitments. And I actually, hate, I hate it. And you hate it. And how many visits did you go on? I went on all my visits. Well, where where did you all go? I went to I was on six because I made Wisconsin was unofficial. I went Arizona State, Northern Iowa, Missouri, Edinburgh, and Michigan. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Where, so I not not the top top tier, but kind of the next tier. Where would you have gone? I probably ask is I just don't remember. Where would you have gone had you not gone to Missouri? Mm, I I really enjoyed Northern Iowa, except I just didn't want to live in a small town. That was like big thumbs down for me. Um, but that was probably number two. Like you know, like as far as my but Missouri was kind of like for me. I don't know why, but it was way out in front. It was was Penrith at at uh, Northern Iowa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I liked them a lot. Dude, you at Edinburgh would have been wild. 
that was the same thing where uh both small Embro town. and Northern Iowa like small town. I don't know. I just didn't feel I just, I felt like I didn't want to be in a small town. You're a city slicker. It's okay. Well, I don't, but I felt like honestly, so I felt like the opposite about so like Arizona State. I felt like that's too big of a city. I don't want to be a big city, you know. So like Columbia is you know 150,000, like somewhere in the middle of those two things is where I felt really comfortable. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, I think it was. So, right. Have you been on those Michigan? I'm just going off. I'm just thinking uh, real quick here. Had you gone to Michigan at that time, would that have? I mean, because they were pretty good at that. They were really good at that time as well, right? Early yeah, I remember. I don't remember who they signed instead of me. Maybe it was Josh Weitzel, uh, who's he was the class after me. I don't remember who. Oh no, no, I think they signed Nick Roy, who was my class, I believe, and he. I think he ended up all Americaning, uh, I believe. Um. Yeah, so how, how many of the guys in the current class? Um, uh, you know why I got messed up on my earlier eighteen month statement, Christian? Because on the tab at the top of the screen, and oh, I don't know why go. it does this, it still says sophomores up there, and obviously oh. they're, they're juniors. And it says junior on in your article. It says junior, but on the tab it says sophomores. Yeah, that's um, weird. How many of these that are committed in the top fifty, which is probably thirty five of them, I would guess. Um, how many of them do you think are going to change their choice? Um, zero. Zero. I would say no. I would say less. on that one. I think it's overblown how much kids flip. Six and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I I agree with JD that it's overblown. I think zero is kind of crazy. Um, I'm, I'll bet on that one. Number greater than zero. Any number greater than zero, I would gamble on that for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know who's like likely to or anything like that but it, it happens and yeah. especially now because you know no no one signed anything yet there's nothing yep linking them it's easy to it just change change where you're going mm-hmm. so i i would say three or less but he said top okay. 50 also top 50 so there's about 35 of them committed so right yeah, i mean i feel like three three to five would be you know it's like 10 to 15 percent i feel like it'd be reasonable yeah i agree with that okay um let's let's continue where do we want to go from here i like Uh, the numbers i found one number i really like wisconsin i think was number four points per pop per points per person in the population okay wait is this in the by the numbers thing yeah, it's so the, the the article. Uh, listen, I'm a, I think you guys should chop this article up because it's a little bit overwhelming when you like Dude, when you start just reading through it, all of so these much. numbers. <laughs> it's so much. Holy crap! Yeah, but if you scroll a long ways down, let me. I'll, I'll find the exact title of the the graph and chart. Um, points per capita. Wait, yep, twenty twenty two points per capita. Wisconsin. Sorry, Wisconsin is fifth. We have 9.7 points per person uh, in our state, or maybe it's per maybe it's per million. 9.7 points per million, I think is what it is. Yeah. So that's pretty <laughs> yeah. good. Behind PA, Minnesota, New Jersey, Colorado. Colorado is the same as us where they have, you know, obviously a smaller population and, you know, probably a handful. So we had Wisconsin, I believe, had four All-Americans. Um so Keegan Parker, Buchanan, and Barnett, those four were the All Americans. Then we had a few, you know, like Peyton got close. Um, and so I would assume Colorado was the same thing. They obviously have Deacon, who's a champ, and yeah, probably a few others. Yeah. Yeah, so that's good. Wisconsin. It's funny way. seeing uh, Idaho 
only had 16 points as a whole state, but they're in sixth place because their population is tiny. Who was who was Ridge? The... Oh yeah, Ridge. Ridge. Who'd you say? Oh Ridge, Ridge love Ridge. it. Yeah, yeah. So what do you? So, I remember one time you said you had the um one of your goals is to make Wisconsin the best wrestling state in in America. Yeah. I remember when you said that. Yeah. Do uh, you still think that's possible? Yeah, we got we got still got. I mean, we've moved. We've definitely moved. If you look at uh, you know, old like NCAA qualifiers uh, per state or all Americans per state, like it's it's moving for sure. Uh, it's probably pretty damn hard. Like Pennsylvania is really, really good. Jersey's really, really, really good. So yeah, we, we got a long ways to go. Yes, indeed. Um, so yeah, check out Space article by the numbers. A lot of really uh, interesting nuggets. And facts in here For real. and then really andy's 50 facts was really really uh man he found he just finds a lot of a lot of good stuff okay any any other thoughts on the by the numbers ben what is he iowa. doing here oh ben my god for iowa bad here for iowa what's up with the corn oh, state it. and their uh and their wrestling on the come up on the come up you think they are yeah a lot of good guys coming through Iowa. Right, so that, that, that'll that'll go back up in three years. <laughs> right. Where is Iowa? How far down are they, JD? Right below Michigan. What is that like? Twelfth. One, two, three, four, five, six, Whoa, seven, eight, and a half nine, points. ten, eleven, twelve. Wow. Marcus Coleman yeah, was the only All-American. Oh. Only All-American from Iowa. Wow. Wow. That's wild. Hey, how about this tweet though? Alex, I don't know who Alex Steen is. Patrick McKee is twelve and one in consolation matches at the NCAA tournament. That's insane. The Thirteen tournament wins overall, and the current record for D one tournament wins is twenty two. McKee has two years of eligibility remaining, so he just needs to lose two more first round matches, and he's going to have the record for the most Division one NCAA tournament wins. Yeah, if, My- if you're Minnesota, and I don't know how you would do this. But I'm sure at Minnesota, the coaching staff right now has got to be working on something like a bracket that's backwards. That has <laughs> like, it's uh, like here, Patrick, here's your bracket. He's on the backside out of the gate. Next thing you know, I mean, it, that's incredible what he's done. I mean, he's done it at two national tournaments, did it this year at the Big Tens. I mean, when you do it that often, I mean, wild. That is wild. It's it's. But the all the other side of the coin is. What is happening in these first round matches yeah. where he loses to guys he's better than? That yeah, also that, that first round match at very at strange. Big Tens, the yeah. first round match at Big Tens, who it was the Rutgers Shaver. He Shaver, yeah. He looked like dog crap. I he mean, got he ridden looks, for like four minutes. So it's probably yeah. a weight cutting issue then, right? I mean, that that's the most likely culprit. Is but a weight cut issue. But so many of his, you know, the, he's right off the scale in a lot of these consoles. You also have to be right off the too. scale. Yeah. No, you make weight day two. Day two and day three, I believe you get more time. I think you get like an extra hour, which honestly it can, can make, it can't really can't make a difference. It seems like nothing, but it can make a difference. Maybe so. I don't know. No. I mean, um, it feels like it should be more than that. Obviously. I, I told him at the tournament next year, if he's at, if whenever he's struggling next year, it's one of those things where he, whatever the case is, Patrick McKee loses again. He's two and 11 on the season it's like don't worry he's fine yeah one uh you know what i would think about is like uh hypnosis you know you hypnotize him and you tell him he's on the backside, and you just have to you know give it a shot and then 
let him wrestle on the front side thinking it's the backside. So I think it's I think it's uh, it's definitely Gosh, very it's, it's psychological. Yeah. Do, who is, is who is Minnesota's hip, hypnotist on staff? I think it's I think it's Brandvold. You got one? I think it's Brandvold. There you go. Hypnotize him. Yeah, he hypnotizes. Brandvold hypnotized the ref to uh, make him let uh, let Gino up with with no yeah. with no time. <laughs> you know, let him back, back up on his feet. Mm-hmm. I think he I, give Trevor Brandvold a raise. I say. Oh, he's okay. great. He's awesome. So, one of the nice guys. Yeah, yeah, he's the best. He's he balances out that uh, big mean Brandon Eggum too. Real, real, real <laughs> yeah. mean dude. Yep. Uh, <laughs> hey, where's the where was the question that you asked us? Oh, it's the last. I see. I found it now. Okay. Question, oh, I want to talk about that. this because I was thinking yeah. about it uh, this morning. What are the best matches for NCAs next year? You want to see that we haven't seen yet. I had a couple in mind, but I'm curious for for your thoughts. I, I'll I'll kick it to Shane first. Man, I went. I rattled my cage on this Christian, and I I couldn't think of really any. Oh, oh I got yeah, an you can. One. Yeah, I got guys, a super, I got a super obvious one. Um, but like Shane, and and I I said this to you, Christian, before the show is. Um, I looked through the rankings, and almost all these dudes have already wrestled. It's really weird. There's like yeah, very I, few people who have not competed with each other. The obvious one would be Keegan O'Toole and Dean Hamidi because they both have really fun styles, okay. and they did not compete with each other. Oh, man. Because I thought about him and Hartschlaw, and then I'm like, no, they wrestled each There's other. There's way more obvious match. ones Ooh, than that, I, in my opinion. So what? Okay. Who? Okay, Max Dean versus AJ Ferrari. Oh. That's not that exciting. I, no, I'm – You're not excited about AJ the two, wins. Clean. You think AJ wins? No problem. And and it's a boring ride out of somebody too. Probably. Boring ride out. Okay. I I think with you know, with AJ involved, it's, it's likely going to be pretty exciting. Okay. I have a better one than your Keegan O'Toole one. Keegan O'Toole, okay. David Carr. I think that's David Carr's bumping up now. I, I we got make up make up people are moving weight classes now. Yeah, I don't think I made. The, about it. It's not it's not an if. As far as I I've been I've come to understand. So is Carr going up to sixty five? I think is he's going up. Deal? Yeah. He is. What else? Okay. What else you oh, know? That, that, okay, yeah. then insert that, David Carver's to top five. Yeah, Carver's, Carver's, Hamidi. Dude, Keegan oh, versus Hamidi is like just fire. Um, I want to see Shane Van Ness versus someone. I don't know who. Did he not wrestle any matches this year? He did two matches against basically, you know, not not elite competition, and he'll be at forty nine. What yeah. about? Is he going to be there uh, at UWW Juniors? I don't know. He is Why wouldn't not he be? registered. I don't think. Yeah, I hadn't seen his name, but I want to see him. I mean, honestly, we've seen Yanni versus everyone. I, 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 I want to see that match. I don't think he's ready for Yanni, obviously, but yeah, who it is? would be? So this would be like, and I don't know why this he's happened, Christian, but this would be a lot more. So if if Shane Vanessa went like sixteen and zero and he was slaughtering mm-hmm. dudes in red shirt, I think we'd be a little little more jacked up about it. But the fact that he was like essentially. I want to say non-existent. Like he didn't really wrestle. It's hard to get excited about someone that's not, you know, not really been competing. So that's I, and I don't know why it felt like a lot of guys who are redshirting this year weren't really competing at all. Well, we were we were talking about this with <clears throat> some like uh, Lenny Pinto. I think didn't didn't wrestle. Mm, yeah, he's someone yes. I'm I'm excited about, and not, I think did positive um, things. Who's the other guy? J- Jagger Condomini. Did he not wrestle either? He wrestled. The- I don't think yeah. he did either. Yeah, he did. Did he? How much? Uh, uh, Joel Vanderveer, I don't think wrestled he either. Wrestled at all. Uh, so he might have a hard time making the lineup now, honestly. 
Well, we were that's what we were talking about. Like, where does Vanderveer fit? But he's he's a real talent. So yeah. Um, I mean, I th- I think going coming into this year, be like, okay, he'll he'll beat out um, Frankie Talshahar when the time comes. But yeah. Talshahar really came on at the end. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, looks like no matches for Pinto. But it it is a weird thing, like. Before the show started, I was telling JD, I was like, man, these guys wrestle every year all the time. And then they get to college their first year. And yeah, so many of them, real. they literally stop competing. It's got to be strange. It's like, I, I don't, I'm not a big fan. I don't think it's, or I won't say I'm not a big fan of it because I actually like it. But like, I don't think you need 30 matches in, in your redshirt year necessarily. I, but. So I don't see why I, I actually, you know what? I should, I want to say something with Pelto's on and I should have like, I don't know, the conversation was flowing. I didn't stop it. Sure. But I think, like, I actually think that first year is, like, that's where you work out all the kinks and you try all the new things. Like, you know, you, you're working new technique with your college coaches and you get matches and you see how it's actually working out. Like, I think that's the time to wrestle a lot of matches. Uh, yeah, especially when you're redshirting. It's like the stakes are – there are zero well, stakes. There's no yeah. – I mean, you don't want to – no one's going to like losing. You're going to compete, but it's like – it's the ultimate yeah. time to go. All right, all this stuff you're trying, all, everything you're working on, yeah. see how it works, see how it doesn't work. Uh, but but you don't see as much of that anymore. Uh, yeah, it's weird. Was there was there maybe less open tournaments than in normal years or something? It didn't seem like Actually. it. It seemed like you know you had your. If you wanted to, you could go to open. Yeah, yeah. the state open sure. and all those in the beginning. Yeah, especially so, the east. You know, I get Nebraska is not near a lot in terms of like. The East Coast guys can go hit Nebraska, an open. There are yeah, lots of open. Yeah. They're not good opens, but you can go there and ball up. Yes, some carny yeah. guys. Yes, that's how you gotta roll. If you dare, yeah. get out there, roll some try. Up. Yeah. Um, no, but when I so I, I went back to the class, and I think we we brought this list up before. Um, but the class of twenty twenty one big board, the top ten. It's like. Okay, Figueroa, I mean, he, we're kind of like in this position where he's probably not going to start. What are they going to do with him? So we're not sure. Facundo did not do great this year. Um, Gallagher also didn't do great. in. The, I can't remember who he lost to. Van Ness, we're curious about. Ayala, we got to see. Hamidi, we got to see. Chance Lamer, um, I, you know, another guy, like, I don't, we didn't talk about him at all. He wasn't killing it in red shirt. Uh, Kyle Valencia, same thing, had some not so great losses. Vandiver was n- non existent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alejandro Herrera, who's number 10, I-, I don't know what he's doing. I'm not sure. Man, I'll look him up. Maybe we'll get excited about Is him. Is he the Oklahoma guy? Oklahoma. Yes. Or the wind? Chance Lamer. Let's see how many matches he wrestled. wrestled oh, Chance Lamer actually got after. He wrestled 19 matches. He was in the streets. But, I like uh, Chance. I actually like Chance Lamer a lot. Is he Michigan? Mm hmm. There's lamers all yeah. over the place, California. Yeah, so there's. I think he. I think uh, the dad had like six kids. Shout out! Say. Shout out, Papa yeah. Lamer. So he yeah. lost two matches. Did Chance? He lost to Corbin Munson and Marcus Robinson. They're both uh, okay, but not. Yeah, he's not. Seventeen like and two, player. though. That's nothing to. That's that's solid. Yeah. So he hit one, two, three, four opens. So yeah. he hit enough opens, you can get. Four, I mean, think four weekends of the entire season is is not a, a major major commitment. Not you a get lot at all. Nineteen matches. Not even That's, once a month. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. I I would like I, to see a little more data. I think I think it is good when you get. Well, I mean, it's cool for us because it just gives us more content and things to look at and analyze with these freshmen, and you can see how they're tracking or not tracking. And then you yeah. also get the guys. You get a little more insight 
trying to think of a good example of this of someone who didn't really know a lot about and then they have a retro year that's outstanding you're like okay this guy is going to be a thing but now all those freshmen that were have been in rooms they've been kind of like kept under wraps by and large yeah, a little bit. it's a little more of a surprise i guess so it kind of delays their surprise but i like i like seeing it coming that's part of the fun right yeah no like, that's maybe so maybe we uh we see a bunch of guys at uww juniors and we're like oh damn wow you know like that guy got a lot better since you know, we haven't really seen him much, say like, uh, you know, a Gallagher maybe or a Facundo or something to that effect. That's how Ed Ruth got on my radar um, in like his redshirt year uh, or even before his redshirt year, maybe. He went to some freestyle tournament. He like he was taking down Jordan Blanton, I think it was at Will. I was like, this dude is ridiculous. Like I knew sort of who he was from from high school, yeah. but not really. And then I was like, this guy is like. He's going to be really good next year. I saw on Twitter this week, Ed, I think it's Ed's son, wrestled his first tournament this weekend. Oh, really? That's funny. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Dude, he's really. Well, I saw it on Ed's Twitter this morning, actually. Nice. But I'm like, man, I didn't realize. I mean, he's been out of Penn State for time flies. He's been out for what? Been out for five years? 2014, he graduated. Jeez, that is insane. That is yeah. crazy to me. That doesn't seem like that long ago. That was. That was my first NCAA season at Flow, the 13-14 season. Hey, you old okay. Christian. I'm an old man. Goes fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. All right. Memory lane. Memory lane time. All right. Um, any JD, do you have any matches to contribute for, for next year? What do you got to contribute, JD? Spencer Lee Vito. That's that's that, one. That's, I was just gonna say JD, I was just gonna say that. <laughs> I no, thought about it, but I was then just I was like, say, I'm like, what is twenty five Spencer Lee? Vito. If yep. Spencer Lee comes out and is completely healthy, dominating everyone, it loses a little bit of steam. But we don't yeah. exactly know what we're going to get out of Spencer next year. So this Vito lost the there. glory. So it's I still a match you'd love to see. But, no, and then okay, he almost teched I mean, him the time he beat him. Though. Okay, but if he, I mean, if it was so, if, if he had, you know, he killed him at the IWAs. If he had turned around and killed him at uh, NCAs, or you know, maybe not as bad, but semi bad. And then he had beaten Soriano. We would all be like, "Oh my God, that's the freaking that's the match we want to see right there." Right. When he loses, it's man it takes a lot of steam off it. Because then you're like, "Well, if Glory beat him, why don't we always see why don't we always see Glory versus Lee more than that?" We've one? seen that one before a couple times, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it mm -hmm. happened twice. Now, twice yeah, I, that's I don't I do get excited about Vito versus Spencer, but then for for the same reason, I didn't think Vito mashed up great against. Soriano, even though I know he's beaten him, it's like he just makes an error uh, a match that is just like ah, you yeah. can't do that. And like against Spencer, that could be like six points immediately, like yeah. one errant shot or one takedown or one yeah. whatever, mm -hmm. and he's got your wrist. And yeah, I love one takedown I, could be sixteen points. Yeah, <laughs> it could be sixteen points. Um, yeah. yeah, great, great point. And if Feldman goes right away, oh my god, him versus the heavyweight field. Yes, uh, that'll be fun. Have we seen Colton Schultz versus Kirk Fleet? No, you know Colton Schultz versus Wyatt Hendrickson. That's the one we want to see, baby. Mm, well, Wyatt's just gonna shoot and get crushed. Yeah. Hey, what if he shoots, picks him up all the way in the air? Still doesn't well, matter. Kirk Fleet lost to Schultz. 14 that was two years ago, though. 
Well, I know, but I just meant we hadn't seen. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're right. We have seen that. But that one okay. was still intriguing. Yeah, Schultz has kind of hit everyone left now. He's wrestled Paris. He's wrestled Cassiope. He's wrestled Kirkfleet. Um, Feldman versus Schultz. And then notoriously didn't wrestle Kirkfleet. Notoriously. Notoriously. He is the notorious B.I.G. He's the true Man, B.I.G. I don't know. I, I, actually, I know people are excited and stuff. If I'm Ohio State, uh, I'm going to leave Nick Feldman in redshirt for a year. Why not? You're going to get a lot better. Um, I, who? Someone's going to graduate. Orndorff is still has another year. So you have a, a all-American contending guy anyway. Yeah. I don't, I don't really see why you wrestle. I know there's a decent likelihood, but, you know, yeah. So don't a bunch of these guys graduate? Because, like, they have Cassiope as a junior, Davis as a junior, Paris, same. I have to, so, it's so hard to know I, all their eligibility, but tell. it feels like some yeah. of them are going to be graduated. So Cassiope's freshman year was the uh, COVID year that got they got. So he nuked. does. Cassiope still is on normal. He had left without actually. He, two more I, years. I think Cassiope's got two. Yes. Yeah. If yeah. he elects to use them. But so Paris would only have one then, right? Paris one. should have one less. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so some of these guys will be, yeah, Macy Paris has wrestled four years. So he gets one for free. So he'll have one left. So, like, yeah, I don't know why you would just wouldn't leave a Feldman in red shirt for another year. Uh, I mean, if he's just ready, ready, some guys are just ready to go. Smoke him if you got him. Yeah, I, but you already got a guy who's like pretty good. I I, yeah, I don't know. Well, if they here's my thing: if they push all their chips in the middle, why why and, save and he's him? The best guy, sure. And he's the yeah. best guy. If they if they wrestle Buzakis and Mendez, which I'm a little, I don't know how that's going to work now with Mendez being a 61 wrestling low. That's about what Buzakis is. If they don't have a true 41 there, you afraid they, it's a Carter Young situation. Well, I think they have two thirty-three pounders right now. I think Mendez. That's what I'm saying. Like Cardi Mind- Young comes out on fire at sixty-one kilograms, mm-hmm. senior world team trials, but then gets thrown in at the field at one forty-one. NCAs, very average. Yeah. So, and you know, one thing is like, should Mendez just focus on getting bigger and building up into forty-one rather than mm-hmm. trying to be a sixty-one and make a world team? It's like, it's tough to tell a kid don't try to make yeah. a world team, especially when he's like. So he loves freestyle so much, but yes. for the team, it's like, man, you just need to get bigger, right? Um, yeah. Get those those Bo Jordan biceps going. Bo Jordan biceps. Any uh, any talk on where Rocky Jordan's going? <laughs> uh wow! Look at Ben. Just I I hate to I I hate to burst your bubble, Ben, but literally your little microphone ex- obscured your entire arm, and I'm not. I'm, I'm not actually kidding. known for my biceps. Well, that was just because it was closer to the screen. No, I don't think that's <laughs> it. Yeah, I think that microphone is actually bigger than your arm. That's what happened. I was talking about Ben this week, and I, uh, literally, who the heck was I talking to? It's been in, oh, it's yeah. in the last three days. <laughs> Strongest guy that's ever put his hands on me is Ben Askren. Hey, take that. I will say that. It was shocking to me. Like, I couldn't. <laughs> I remember, Ben, you, like, grabbed me once and barely squeezed me, and I couldn't believe it. I'm serious. I couldn't I believe I wasn't impressed. <laughs> I'm gonna get you next time, Piles. Uh, hope he forgets all yeah, this stuff. Ben, I talk ben so much trash from threat. across the screen. <laughs> um, yes, Ben, have you crushed any produce lately? No. Do you have your I, eyes I, set I, on any? I was feeling squirrel got beat up on some eighth graders last night. That's <laughs> about it. Shout out. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know what right. we're doing. Oh, we're talking about we that. Don't, man, we don't have that many questions compared to NSA season. The, the doc is like seven pages long. Obviously, I love Mike's question, but we don't have a lot of questions. We, we never, uh, during NCA season, we only get through about a quarter of the documents every yeah. week. I know. Um, Ever. Yeah, let's let's go to Michael's question. Mike underscore America. Who is the favorite to win heavyweight next year, and why is it Wyatt Hendrickson? Yeah, that's my guy right there. <laughs> but I know I know he's joking, and you guys are going to laugh, but if we look at the progress he made from the first year to the second year, and then we extrapolate the data, surely he's going to realize he's going to be smart enough to realize that you can't just shoot any of these big dudes all the time. You got to mm-hmm. do some other things. Mm-hmm. I think that. Yeah. We'll we'll see. Cause he wrestles hard and uh, listen, maybe, maybe the air force coaches can clip this to Wyatt and send it to him. Cause, or you just send it to me. I'll tell, I'll give him some good advice. Part of wrestling is how good of shape you are in, right? That matters. Okay. So if I'm in, so we'll just, we'll just put a number on to make it easy. If I'm in, level 50 shape and christian isn't level 50 shape right it's mm-hmm. going to be even christian's at level 30 shape and i'm at level 50 now he's going to get more tired than me right but the other thing that factors into this well this is where why hendrickson he doesn't know what he's doing here um very amateur it's a level of efficiency so if i'm if i'm pulling on you right and then i'm faking and i'm making you move and you're reacting to me my efficiency level is going to be much higher than yours so i'm going to get you tired more tired than me right if I, however, am shooting underneath you and I'm carrying your weight constantly, I'm significantly less efficient, right? So I'm going to get more tired as compared to you. So especially at a heavyweight, because at, at the lightweights, it's not nearly the factors of the heavyweight classes. The heavier weight class you get, the more efficient you need to be because if you're shooting underneath a whole bunch of times, you got a big old dude on top of you, dude, you ain't going to last very long. You're going to get exhausted and it's going to end poorly. There it is. Free advice yeah. from the Free funky advice. one. I I have a hard time other than Kirkley. Kirkley's the favorite. I, th- I on paper it's Schultz. It's like Schultz. Schultz for me proved proved a lot last he year. He did. He did prove a lot. I mean, you know, no doubt. I, I think I love that he just knows who he is, how he wants to win yeah. matches, how he's gonna go back. <laughs> like he has a really formed identity. This is how I win the yeah. matches. Clear and, path to victory. Yes. It's, it, he, he's hard to beat, right? Because, um, so, you know, you look at, when you look at someone, you dissect them, you say, how am I going to beat this person? And I need to have a certain skill set. Or So, number one is he's big and strong. None of these guys are going to get bigger and stronger than him in the next year. Mm-hmm. That just ain't happening, right? This He's got to be a full 285, I'm guessing, when yes. he gets on the scale. Um, and none of them other dudes, so we're talking the other guys who are would be in contention would be Kirk Vliet, Paris, Slim Tone. I don't know if you want to throw Slava Kuski in there or Hendrickson. No. They're all smaller than him. They're not they're not gonna win a pushing battle against him. It's not gonna happen. They're not gonna get big enough to win a pushing battle against him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so then we go to like, okay, well, how do they beat him? Um, if you try going underneath this guy, he is very, very, very difficult to go underneath. And to your point, Christian, he knows exactly who he is. So he doesn't make dumb he's like he's gonna go start shooting underneath people. He knows right. that's not who he is, right? right? So he's disciplined to his game plan. He's very hard to ride. So who's going to ride him in this field? Uh, no one's riding him. I don't know about anybody's ones. Any of these guys. He's not great on top. But, you know, if you're not great on bottom, he does do a good job 
there. So, yeah, he's a tough guy to beat. You're going to have to figure out, you know, a way to attack at an angle. Maybe it's a low single, which obviously is precarious, but if you can, you know, attack low at the heel and get the knee bent, he can't really put his weight on you. Maybe you try to get an angle. Maybe it's high singles and you try to get him called for stalling. Yeah, it's going to be a tough puzzle for these dudes to solve. And he'd probably be the number one seed. I would think, yeah. The argument is Mason Paris took him down, I believe, twice and then just for some reason continued to shoot and got yeah. smashed. <laughs> yeah. And I think it was only one takedown. He maybe rode him out, if I'm remembering and then correct. Es- escaped? Yeah. I'm making that up. Uh, let me look. I've, I've got the match here on the YouTubes. Um, Guys, eight. for the record, if I had to pick somebody to win heavyweight today. I'm taking Gable because I think he's coming back. Stop. Stop. I do. Stop. You're crazy. I think he's coming back. I just do. You're crazy. Gable Dan. He put his shoes on the mat, Shane. I just Listen. think he's coming he back. Has wrestle, he's he a, has to wrestle barefoot. Yeah, he can't. He he's can't a man of his word. If you put his damn shoes know, on the mat, I just he got coming back. He's coming back. I, just, I think he's coming back. I really he do. He did what Steve Mako could never do. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> to l- leave his shoes on the effing mat. Uh, uh, I think Steve Mako is the big guys. Let me ask you this question real quick. I love Steve Who's Mako. the guy that you've met in this sport that you thought was going to be complete? I don't know if crazy is probably not the fair word, but super intimidated by a little bit afraid of that. You couldn't believe how good of a guy they were. You got anybody that stands out for me? It's Steve, Steve Mako. Mako. He I is. I can't believe how a nice, nice of a guy he is. Nice, nice dude for sure. He no. is. I was shocked when I met him. I couldn't believe how nice he was. I was like, and there's some guys that you think are nice that are actually mean. <laughs> that happens sometimes too. So Mason only had one takedown, and then he shot, and then he was sort the of. The thing is, so you know, Colton's not going to shoot, even if he is losing, he will not shoot. So why would you shoot when you are winning? How many times has he been losing? Only what? Not much last year. He was losing against Mason, and Mason shot and got taken down. The one thing, yeah. all right, here, here's the well, here's because the, the part of it is he's like a freaking bulldozer. Like he will, and it, listen, he does a great. It's kind of lame, but he's great. He will push and push and push, and so you kind of feel like shit. If I don't shoot, I'm going to call for stalling. So I kind of got it. You know, plus like, thirty seconds, and I don't believe Mason had a stall. No. Yeah. Then, Bad idea by Mason, but he does make you—he makes you feel like that. Like that's yes, I understand like the pressure. Match. The pressure, yeah, yeah. So a couple of things that make heavyweight the heavyweight discussion a little more interesting. One is um, we didn't see Kirkfleet Schultz this year, and it was a different yep. Kirkfleet this year, and I—I I, I would yep. say maybe even a different Schultz. Um, so sure. we don't quite know. Two, Mason Paris apparently was really limited. Um, he put out the post about his injury, and and you know. Anytime you're dealing with a back or neck problems, especially with his style, that's going to change things. Now, can he get that fixed and be better next year? That's a question because he beat he beat all these guys pretty soundly last year or the previous season, but wasn't able to um, this year, and maybe that's why. So those are those are the factors for me, and obviously Cassiope looms in there somewhere. Yes. So yeah, everyone's gonna be fun. Really good. But it's it's it'll be funny because like Gable's gonna be like the boogeyman, just like I yeah, you're just waiting. It, it's almost like man. when Snyder came out that year. You know, was it New Year's Day when they said he was coming back yeah. or whatever? It was like that was that that that's what I'm telling well, you. It'll the be boogeyman's put to rest. surface. 
Wouldn't it be put to rest when he um when he doesn't enroll in class the second semester? Well, yeah, then we'll know. We'll know. But uh, those heavyweights will not sleep well for months. Yeah. Nobody's sleeping good at that weight class because they're no waiting way. for the boogeyman. I love it. <laughs> not. Oh it's not going to come because he's going to get on that juice for WWE. No, don't say that. That's the worst no, thing he could have said. It's possible. He's not as cool. Why is it so bad if he's doing WWE? Because it's not good for you. It's not good to be on that stuff. Oh, yeah, that guy needs his strength enhanced. No, he, he needs his physique that. enhanced, not his strength, his okay. physique. He's, he's, there's things you can do. You don't have to get on freaking juice. He's got a lot to work with. How do you know? Yeah. How do you know, <laughs> ben, you know how much the juice would help. <laughs> <laughs> um, I forgot Cassiopeia looks seventh this year. Oh my what, god! What? So the so the dudes watching wrestling don't like it, and if they don't have big muscles, they don't like it. Then it's like, man, I wish yes, he was a little more yes. shredded and cut up. Yes, it helps. Yeah, that, yeah it does help. Wow. They don't, they don't Look at like every terms, like, like I'm not yeah. saying he has to be like sculpted JD's right here, but you know he he needs to work on the pecs a little bit. Maybe lose a little flat. Listen. You can work on your pecs without having to get on freaking steroids. I'm just he, saying it helps a right, lot. <laughs> all right. I'll say this. Work smarter, not harder. Uh, no, it's not smarter. It's not smarter. There are healthy steroids out there. Look at, look at you are such a prude. Christian, healthy steroids. You don't have to literally put some people on steroids who need to grow. Oh, okay. Not, oh. To, for people who need JD, to grow, not Gable Stevenson, the heavyweight JD, champion of the world. WWF guys, they're all dead by the time they're 45 yeah. years old. That's not because of they're steroids. It's because they're, they're hitting each other with chairs no. all the time. No, also, because, I mean, listen, there's look, a they're lot on painkillers. Hold on. Heavy that's drinking, older people. Heavy painkillers. That's old WWE. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yes. a, that's a crazy lifestyle. I mean, that is a lifestyle. It was a combination yeah, should, of a combination of drugs, steroids. Did you guys watch the video of the day? You guys, if you guys want uh, another recommendation for me today, watch Rick. I've, I've probably watched three or four of them today. They never get old. Ric Flair is the man. We got to get him on this show. I, I thought, I thought, he I thought his 30 for 30 shit. was so sad and pathetic. Yes. I thought yes. he comes up like an, I think yeah. Ric Flair is, is a, it, he comes off like a scumbag. Who, what his, is his persona, his character back in the eighties, when he would do the interviews, there was nobody better. He's the best entertainer wrestling's ever seen. Yeah. No, yeah. But his 30 for 30, you'll be like, dude, Rick. Yeah, it was, if you like Rick Flair, yeah. don't watch his 30 for 30. Not, not a cool no, I, person. I, I love, I love his, I love his, I, I love Rick Flair, the wrestler. Rick Flair, I think with Flair is the problem with him is it was the same guy. Like his, his wrestling kind of was his lifestyle. And that, that's where that wasn't good. Yeah. yeah. Listen. Last thing I'll say on the Gable physique thing, if I can just get this point out. It's like, listen, he's been training his body to be the best at the sport of wrestling. So he he developed his body <laughs> for that. Fire, man. Having, Tyler is killing it today. He got it. This is, okay. Now he can change his mindset around, okay, now I just want to have like show muscles and just focus on that. And it's a completely different lifting routine regimen, right? Correct. I mean, get, get, I don't think he's got to go on steroids to look more impressive. At least, how oh. about you do a one year of a bodybuilding style workout and then see where you're at. And if you if you still look bad, okay. I don't still don't think it's a good idea. I still think it's preposterous that okay, wow, this guy's pecs aren't big enough. I don't like him as a wrestler. Just maybe 
typifies just how audacious the wrestling I think fandom you're actually is. the science of steroids. Yeah. I mean, Listen. Dwayne Johnson got that way being all natural. It's not just like bl- what? Such as isn't Dwayne black Johnson. Market. There's no way that guy's all natural. Are you crazy? <laughs> hey, did you see him at the U? I'm trolling. Okay. Brock Lesnar, all natural. I'm not touching that stuff. <laughs> Absolutely not. What? I wouldn't. I just would never touch that stuff. No way. Well, no I would say so. Way. I'm not. I'm not like no way. Never like if I'm like 60. And like you know, I'm okay. starting to deteriorate. I get on on testosterone. Oh, then it's okay. Then it's okay. Then, yes. Then you're gonna kill yourself. No, no. Then, <laughs> no, that's it's yeah, completely different at that point. That. I mean, if you're older like that, yeah, it's it's like I've never. Uh, I'll give you guys a real real quick. Like my dad died of brain cancer a few years ago, and it, it's just like his final year, final six months. We know it's over. Okay. Yeah. And he's, this is like one of my little regrets, kind of with this topic, and. I've never touched a drug. I think I've taken one puff of a cigarette. Like, I just not my deal. But yeah. my dad smoked at the end, and I would, like, get pissed at him for smoking. And looking back at it, I'm like, he should have been doing whatever the heck he wanted to. Like, yeah. do whatever. You know, so kind of like that, too. I've never I've never touched drugs. But if I'm if I'm older and I got cancer or whatever, and, you know, marijuana can help me feel better, then I'm doing it. Like, whatever makes you – you got to feel comfortable. A lot of people. I'm not think, doing it for enhancement purposes in sports. No way. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think your, I think your, your hair's on PEDs though. <laughs> it's, yep. it's getting thin. It's get. I got, I got a couple more years to hang on, and then it's, then it's, it's going to be decision time because it's getting thin. Up top, what, it's getting thin. What decisions are you going to have to weigh? Yeah, probably. I don't know. We'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But. I mean, <laughs> you could. Okay, since you have time. You could you could get get a high end um, wig maker to be like, hey, oh, here, here's, I'm not opposed whoa. to it. Oh my hey, god, Shane! <laughs> Shane in a toupee. <laughs> it would I'm be funny. Bot. Yeah. Hey, we'll see. Whatever it takes. I think the main th- the main problem with the with the wig toupee gimmick is like that people try to act like it's the real thing. I think if like yeah. every broadcast only, you had a co- yeah, this, completely different yeah. hairstyle, then it'd be like, yeah, this is just like the hat I'm wearing today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. just own it. Yep. Okay. Anything else before we go? This has been good. Oh, someone wants to know when Ben is getting no, tasered. We got do you know how? Do you know how excited people are about? I get DMs I all think, the time. I think I know when it's gonna happen. When? Well, like I said, I'm not going to help you guys do it, but if you show up with a taser and you're like, hey, Ben, you owe us, like, shit, you're, you're right. I, You know what? I do owe you. Um, oh, man. Let me Mark know when Bader, that happens. Mark Bader's sure. going to show up with one at the Beat the Streets thing. Uh, oh, Final X, New York. Man. That's what I'm guessing is going to happen. Oh, man. I don't even know if you're allowed to have tasers in New York. What the? What the? What else? What the, New York's so lame. We'll have to smuggle one in. Um, okay. Well, we'll leave on the taser topic. This is taser a, topic. Been a, been a hey, fun show. Christian, Christian, yeah. one, Christian, give me one more, one more thing to talk about. Uh-oh. Please. How amazing! I mean, I think that Gregor Gillespie, the 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 flow. Oh, I just watched it last night. That was so powerful yes that film was fantastic it should be winning awards that film will save lives i mean wow that i was i was glued to that i'm gonna sit down make my kids watch it that was incredible the the flow films 
keep getting better and they were always great but now they're just i just think there's that that one had so much meaning and power behind it yes. fascinating that was it, it kind of reminded me of the bad cut that was another one i thought was really good but hats off i'm not just saying this because i work here that that was extraordinary it, it was an extraordinary piece of work i agree well i mean Thank and you. I've always been a big Gregor Gillespie fan too. I just like that. I just yeah. like him. I think he's awesome. And, and it's uh, even it, yeah. And I think I had said that like it was crazy. What you know, as someone who watched Gregor when he was in apparently the throes of addiction, I just you would have no idea, no idea. Watch no. it was like this guy's a beast, right? Um, but but uh, I say thank you. But it's like man, it's. Bader and Mike Mal and all the shooters that you don't know and the editors and producers did a did an amazing job. The guy that edited Terry, Jeremy Hayes, is the guy that edited this film. He's uh absolute all-star for for flow. So yeah, glad you guys liked it. If you haven't seen it yet, please do. You gotta watch it. It's, you have uh, to watch it. You have to. I, I would say if all, I mean we all love wrestling. That is the best, I think it's the best flow film out. I just thought it was awesome because it's just I think that film can seriously you can't tell me there weren't people watching that film that are, are battling that stuff that 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 film isn't going to make them think or alter their alter their path. I thought it was awesome. Well, we, we certainly hope so. It's it's up for free. If you want to watch it now, send it to whoever and uh, hope they hope they enjoy it like you guys do. I say enjoy enjoy sort of a weird word to use around something that deals with that. But um, yeah, I'm um, glad you guys liked hey, it. Good, that was a, that was a good callback there, Shane. I'm glad you brought it up because I watched it last night. I had the same feeling. Oh yeah. man, it was it was so good. So that that stuff as a parent, I, I I mean I'm I'll never touch it just the way I'm wired. Yeah. But as a parent, that stuff scares the living out of me. Like yeah, I, because these kids don't know what they're doing. It's like oh I'm just gonna try this, and they just they they think that it's something that's you know not, and then it's laced with something, and now you're now you're in trouble. I mean this is a problem. It's yeah, just it God, it's crazy yeah. how fast you go from the pills to the oh, you're freaking shooting yeah, heroin. This guy exactly. is like, yeah, it's crazy. It's freaking nuts. That scares the hell out of me as a parent. Yeah. Just, I'm I'm with you, and I'm like, man, what did my parents do that just made me totally like never even feel like tempted by by this? Like, I know that that's like, yeah. it's a real strong temptation for a lot of people, and for whatever reason, I don't know. I I do credit my parents. I don't know what they did, but I'm like. I want to do that for my kids because I want them to be like, <laughs> this is not for me. But it's an easy trap for a lot of really good, high quality people <laughs> fall into, and there's yeah. not not always a way out. Um, but there is. So. Addiction is a tough. That is a tough. I used to be a little bit when I was younger because again, I I never touched a drop of alcohol in high school. I, it's just not my deal. Yeah. But um, when I was younger, it was basically like. You know, you do this and you're a loser. Like it was just, just kind of how I thought. And now it's like that 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 stuff is just it's tough. And once you try it once and now you're addicted to it, now it's it's just such a it's just such a sad, just a sad thing to watch. Yeah. So very sad for sure. Okay. Um now we'll go. What else do you guys have going on this week? Ben, how was Miami? Uh, <laughs> Shay doesn't want to end the show. He said, "Christian, we are not in the show. We want to make it was great, awesome. Mr. But you guys Bitcoin. have a great week. Thanks, Shane. Thanks, Ben. Go Braves.
Go, 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 Braves. Go, Astros. Morning go, beer. Orioles, especially. They need more help than anyone. <laughs> the Orioles need to get an NIL deal. Someone, I don't know. <laughs> My gosh, the Orioles. Terrible. All right. See you tomorrow. I'm out of here. See you tomorrow. Happy Wednesday. Goodbye.